Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about Jurassic World. Jurassic World! Lots of dinosaurs. Lots of dinosaurs. I'm going to pull up my uh, oh. ringtone oh. for the Jura- like the uh, the T-Rex and play it like <laughs> randomly throughout the, you know, whenever oh, it's appropriate we should, throughout uh, this podcast, you know? should play it um, every time we end a segment. Every time we, we end a segment. I yeah. like it. I like it. Yeah. Or every time like, you No know, swishes. Just Jurassic Park just sounds. Just Jurassic Park sounds. I love it. That's great. Um, that. Yeah. So, John... Yes. Uh, what have you been up to this week? So I have been um, fairly. I'm sorry. I'm looking for this thing now. I'm looking for this. You want me to go first? W- yeah, you go first because okay, so, I'm looking now. I'm looking because I got to be ready, dude. <laughs> I haven't been been up to much. I I, I just want I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, there it is. There's. I found it. Oh I, my gosh. I found it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about. Um, went to a Cardinal baseball game yeah. last week. Yeah. Uh, and uh, wait. How the did, vacay. Did. Who did the podcast last week? We did the podcast last week, didn't we? Oh, because it was early in the yeah, week. Yeah, it, it was an E3 Sorry, thing, man. I just totally forgot. So it's been over a week since we... Okay. Yeah, we recorded right. on Tuesday. That makes more People sense. People have been hungry for yeah. our voices inside of their eardrums. I'm sure they have. So I went to a Cardinal baseball game, and uh, it was Star Wars night. Yeah. And um, it was awesome. So I've never been to a Star Wars night at a baseball game before. I don't know how they normally are anywhere else, but... <laughs> I was super pumped about this one. I mean, this is unique to this stadium. Yeah, did and I this tell you night. Any of this stuff? Well, you told me some of it. Okay, um, but uh, and it sounded awesome. So, so like, it, you if you bought if you bought uh, a ticket, like you got a it's like a st- black Star Wars jersey and had like a lightsaber with the Cardinals birds on it. Um, but, but like you you do that like the funny thing this time was you got to pick your size because yeah, yeah. usually they would have you just like oh here's just a you know just here's extra, extra large just for everybody. So yeah. if you're like you know smaller or bigger than that, it's like oh you're out of you're luck. Screwed, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, this this was awesome. Like I could pick the size, all that kind of stuff. Sweet. It was super cool. Um, went uh, and sat down in our seats. We sat down kind of like by the the visitors dugout. Um, we we had sat there a few times before in Cincinnati. We're like, hey, we like this. Is that because you wanted to like listen in, like, and hear what their yes. strategy was? I, and yeah, then, like, I wanted to know. Call over were, to the Cardinal dugout. Uh-huh. I was giving them signs. That's right. And they you were, were like, oh, this, me. this is what they're doing. Uh-huh. But anyway, I so saw us sitting there, and um, somebody comes and sits, like, the, the seats, the game's kind of starting. Yeah. In the first inning, someone comes and sits right next to me, and I thought it was like the person whose seat that is, but she comes over and sits down, and she's just like, hey. And I turned to her, and she has like these Princess Leia hair buns. And I was like, that's awesome. Hey. I like your hair. She's like, thanks. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> That's like, awesome. What? So, also um, kind of creepy at the same time. Like if you, if you, I don't know, the whole saw thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in between like, you know, the innings, mm-hmm. uh, they play games with people or they have like some kind of sponsored thing. This, I forget who sponsored this Academy sports or something like that. Um, and anyway, so she's like, Hey, between the, the um, first and second inning, uh, we play this game where it's called a, uh, um, uh, push your luck. So, like, you spin this this wheel. You tell stop. You can either keep what what it gives you, or mm. you can spin again. Mm. And you go until you either like you get three tries, or you land on like bamboozled or something. I don't know what it is. Uh, something you did. There was something you did not want to land. There's on. a negative one on there. Yeah. Because like every wheel has to have at least one thing that you're yeah, like, don't yeah. land on that. Don't yes. land on that. 
Um, and so I, uh, she's like, so Chewie will be with you. I'm like, what? So I go down, I go down like and stand and wait for this to happen. And there are, uh, stormtroopers down here. Yes. Chewie's down I mean, there. Well, mm, they had, yeah. basically they had all these, they had all these members of the 501st yes. and they were all there in the ballpark. And so like, um, I love it. They were, they were dressed up and like, dude, I had, I, so I've, I've, uh, seen stormtroopers at like Disneyland or Disney yeah. World. Um, but I've never seen like the 501st, like stormtroopers. They're legit. Like, yeah. um, they have the voice changers in their masks, like the everything. Like they have, uh, they are, they are just as good as the ones that, at Disney. And yeah. the crazy thing about it is they make all these things themselves. Yep. So anyway, props to the 501st. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't know what that, uh, what the 501st is, like it's, it, uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up on Wikipedia right yeah. now. Um, just to, to, to let everyone know. The 501st Legion also referred to as the 501st Battalion and later known as Vader's Fist was an elite uh, military division of the Grand Army of the Republic. And I guess is this in... Yeah, this is not in, real world. Yeah, this is not the this real is, world. This is in the, yeah, this is, this is, that was in... In the universe. Yeah, in the real world, it's a group of cosplayers. It's a fan-based organization <laughs> dedicated to the construction and wearing of screen-accurate <laughs> replicas of Imperial Stormtroopers' armor, Sith Lords, oh Clone Troopers, Bounty Hunters, and other villains within the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it's not just villains, because Chewie's one of them. Right. Or somebody dresses Han. I'll get to that in a second. So anyway, um, I'm down there and like they they play the game and um, I hit like this like it's like a twenty five dollar uh, gift certificate to Academy Sports. I'm like, you know, she's like, do you want to push your luck? And I like look at Chewie. I'm like, should I push my l- luck? And he's like, Brrr. and so like I'm like, yeah, let's push my luck. And I get the mystery box. And they're yes. like, I'm like, yes, I want the mystery box. So I open up the mystery box. You're like, I like J.J. Abrams. Yeah, and it was a it was a Star Wars T-shirt, Star yeah. Wars Night T-shirt with some of the Cardinals players with lightsabers on oh, it. And that's really super cool. cool. I know. Um, so that was awesome. That's a great, like, that's awesome, dude. I've never been picked for, for a game like that at a baseball game. Me neither. And it was with Chewy, which is even, and some sword troopers. I mean, like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, all the rest through the rest of the night, like, you know, they had, uh, so like the organist, uh, instead of the baseball, like things he would play, he was playing like Star Wars music. So he was playing like the cantina song (laughs) on the organ and like all the themes, uh, whenever they announced the, the teams, it was like the rebel Alliance, like the, the, the theme or the empire theme. Um, whenever they, uh, they did the kiss cam, it was like Han and they had Han and Leia's playing, um, the, uh, the players from both teams on the screen, they had like, they made them look like star Wars baseball cards, all the, the lineup, I forgot. So, like, if you don't know any of these players, it's, it's fine. But it was, like, um, Obi Wong Kenobi for uh, Colton Wong. That was his name. That's awesome. Um, uh, the pitcher was Luke Weaver, so he was Luke Skyweaver. That's cool. Um, so they, like, changed all their names to be Star Wars. The coolest thing was, like, so I played that game with Chewie. Some other guy played, like, some other game with Han Solo. Um, they do this thing where they deliver a pizza d- between, like, the third and fourth inning or something like that. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader came down, like... Two sections over. Dude, they got Darth Vader delivering pizzas? He delivered pizzas That's to this amazing. guy. Yeah, it was amazing. And dude, Darth Vader was legit. Like, I mean, so like the, I'm going to say like the Stormtroopers and Chewie, like you could, I mean, the, you could see like, okay, they've made these. I, it, it was Darth Vader, man. Like it was, it was exact, you know? It's awesome. Um, and, uh, oh, so like uh, the, the other thing that I thought was real funny was like, uh, if you go to baseball games, you know, like between innings, the um, kind of uh, ushers on the sides will stand out on the field, keeping mm-hmm. you from 
you know, going on the field or anything like that. You know, just kind of looking at people. Yeah. Um, and, and policemen are up there. Well, they had the stormtroopers do that. <laughs> they were they were guarding the, That's the field. That's cool. And then like, I like that. Fred Bird, who's he's the mascot of the Cardinals. Fred Bird, I just see out of the corner of my eye, just bolting through the stands, and he just like runs straight out on the field and like through the stormtroopers, and they spend the next like two minutes chasing. Chasing yes. Fredbird around the field, Dude. and they finally like get him in cuffs, and like they're like, "Come on!" And they like, you know, that take is him off excellent. The field. It was insane. That's excellent. I was like, I don't know what's happening right now, but this is amazing. So much Star Wars stuff happening. I love that. I was not expecting the level of Star Wars. I was expecting like, "Hey, cool!" They might play some music. They'd mm-hmm. be like, you know, some characters maybe on the the concourse and yeah. stuff like that. That you maybe could have like a, an overlay on the screen. Exactly. I wasn't expecting all the stuff. That's you awesome. Know? Like, and it was like orchestrated. Like they thought about it kind yeah. of stuff. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. And that's the type of like themed nights that are the best. Is like yeah. it's like, oh, you've put like major time into mm-hmm. like making this appealing for the fan of whatever your theme is. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So anyway, that's what I'm, I've been, you know, there's other things, but I don't want to like talk too much, but that, that's why that's Dude. my favorite thing. I was, I was up to this past week. That is freaking legit. Yeah. Um, things that I've been up to this week. So I, I've played some, played some destiny. Um, but like, I feel like I'm pretty much set on destiny until the next expansion comes out. Like I really want to run, we haven't done the raid yet. I really want to run the raid. Yeah. I really want to run the raid, but I'm like up to like almost up to the max light level or, or whatever at this point. And so I'm like, I almost just, uh, just want to, want to run that raid and maybe run it multiple times or whatever. Yeah. But like aside that aside, I pretty much have everything that I, what uh, level are I you? want to, um, Three seventy seven at this okay. point. Pretty it's, sure three eighty is the yeah, yeah. three eighty is the cap. So it's been it's been a, a long journey <laughs> to get to. I'm here. not even close to that. Yeah, I was I'm still uh, at three forty something. I was trying to look at your light level the other day, and I think I yeah, it was I think you're at three forty seven. Yeah. So I think you're 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 not terribly well like no bad off. But I don't like, know that I'll not, be able to raid with you guys whenever you do it next week. I'm not sure if we'll end up doing it next week because it might be you're out and then somebody else might be out as well. So we may we may have right. to delay even All further, right. which honestly I'm okay with, I guess. Like because it's like I, it could be July or something like that, and I'd probably be fine to yeah. uh, to to run it. You know, it's like that's not that's not too far away. So I mean, like um, you know, the rush. We, we, I guess is what we talked a lot mind. about like Destiny whenever we were playing Destiny One and how much yeah. we played it and all that kind of stuff. And um, I don't I just don't know that like. Destiny Two never recaptured that, and Didn't I don't get know it. that it hooks ever, into you. Well, I don't know that it ever will. Yeah, like um, at this point, I w- and like the thing, uh, the thing about it's not the, a bad thing. The two expansions that we we've, we've had, right? So, th- I feel like they have um, extended. Both of them were in an, an attempt to extend the amount of time that it takes you to reach the point where I'm at, where I'm like, I've done, you know, almost everything. Right. Yeah. And so it just took me longer this time rather than destiny Two, like the base game did. Yeah. And like a lot of people were not okay with that. A lot of people were like, Oh man, I want more to do. I want it to be more grindy. I want there to be meaningful goals. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. I also am okay if it doesn't take that long. Yeah. I mean, there are other games to play. Exactly. Well, (laughs) plenty of games to play. Yeah. I, um, I'm not. I'm never. I've never been opposed to um, spending time in the game, right? And or complexity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it 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 it's whenever they like. Um, you know, th- there are things that they did intentionally that they changed from how the base game was mm-hmm. to slow you down. Yeah, and that's the frustrating part. Yeah, where it's like, okay, you we could literally do this before and. 
like for instance the clan Ingrams. So mm-hmm. not to get too like in the weeds, but like if your if your clan goes and like does the the weekly like uh, multiplayer milestone, right? You would get a super high a, level an Ingram if if even if you you didn't do that, right? But now it only goes up to like three fifty and yeah. 350 and the max is 380. So yeah. like after a certain point they don't help you anymore. I'm like, "Well, that's this doesn't incentivize me to play this game mm-hmm. in the same way anymore." Right. Right. And I don't know if I like that. Yeah. You know. There are definitely things about like that. And like I said, I, I think at this point I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to pump the brakes on the the Destiny for a minute and like cuz I've got other games that I want to play and other games that I'm wrapping up. I uh, actually this week I I beat the the hardest boss, what will be the hardest boss in God of War? Nice. Um, over on the PlayStation side, and it's a side boss, um, and so, but it, it is like technically like one of the hardest things in the game. Have you like, finished the campaign yet? I haven't finished the campaign oh yet. Gosh. Like I'm, I've got, I think. So I was just told by one of the characters, which is is very helpful whenever they do this in games, where like make sure that you're leveled up because this is it. Right. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, okay, well, let me go run around and do some of the side things Mm. that I wanted to do before I finished. Right. And so this was one of those like, you know, ancillary like, oh, you don't have to do this boss ever if you don't ever want to. And it's like it took me a really long time to do. Um, But got the did the boss thing, got that platinum or not platinum i got that what are they called trophies i'm mm-hmm. sorry i'm an achievement person yeah. um but i got that trophy and uh i because i really think i will end up with the platinum on this thing nice and so um yeah anyway so, uh, so that's where i'm at like i think i just have one night i'm just gonna sit down and be like i'm finishing do this week god of war uh, i'm out of town this weekend until sunday night so maybe sunday night mm. it's gonna be uh it's gonna be the finished god of war <laughs> night <laughs> Where it's like nice. this is this is what I'm doing. Nice. So anyway, but that's that's, awesome. uh, that's what I have been up to this week, dude. God of War is such a good game. I'm excited to finish it, yeah. and then give it to you to play. I know, like let you borrow it. I know. <sighs> oh, cool. Well, we're gonna talk about Jurassic World later, but first, the news. You gotta, you gotta make your roar roar happen. Oh, oh, that's right. That's that's right. You okay, hang on. It's very anticlimactic. It's not, it's, it's not on loud mode, I guess. <laughs> there we go. That's loud as it goes. So as loud as my phone goes. <laughs> oh, John, how's your phone so quiet? It's a very quiet phone. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, this is a lot worse than I thought it would be. Well, the news, Chris. <laughs> See what's gonna happen is in post. I'm gonna find that uh, that yeah, just, like, uh, effect crank and it. literally just like import it into the oh. session. Just be like, well, that's t- no, you gotta leave it like this now. <laughs> no, now that we've talked about All it. All right, so for this transition, we'll leave okay. it as the and phone. We'll, you'll do it real later, and we'll do the okay. real one, the big one. Yeah. Before we dive into the review, I like that. That's cool. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, first thing I want to talk about this week is probably like the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, so last week we talked about a lot of E3 things. We talked about how Fortnite was coming to the Switch, and if uh, there was no crossplay between um, Switch and PlayStation, the PS4, because Sony was kind of wall- walling themselves off. Did we talk about their response? So I don't think we talked about their response because I don't know if they had made their response. So um, fans were in uproar about it, like, "Hey, Sony." Stop it. And it's not even the, I think, like, it's 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 the fact that, um, like, they ended up finding out that 
it wasn't just you couldn't play with other people. It was that your Epic account, yeah, like you had to like use this other either if you played PlayStation first, that version first, you were stuck on PlayStation with your main account. Yeah, you had to make a new account for your your Switch, or it was the other way around, where it's like if it was linked to um, like Microsoft or something like that, or like or uh, the Switch first, and then you went to PlayStation. Well, sorry, then you're stuck on Switch, like or stuck on PlayStation. Well, no, not if you make it first on something else. If you make it, if you make it for Switch, you can't take it to PlayStation. Interesting. I thought that it was it, as soon as you connected the like. So there were PC players, right? Yeah. Who were saying that as soon as I connected it with my PlayStation, PC, yes. And now I can't play on Xbox or Switch. Exactly. Okay. But but Switch, if you have already played with your Epic account on Switch or mm-hmm. Microsoft, cannot play with it on. On uh, on PlayStation, and so like last week, it's just walled off completely. I also, and that means like any purchases you've made in yep. like that game, they Can't don't transfer them. over. The progress doesn't transfer over. There's no crossplay. Gotta right? buy two battle passes. Yeah, you gotta spend twice the money if you're gonna play it in two places. Whereas like Xbox, we I literally logged in immediately on my switch and yeah. had everything that i have had on my xbox yep. and just started chipping away at my my challenges and battle pass stuff all my progression was there it's amazing um the thing last week that i didn't know was that you can't unlink mm-hmm. your playstation like if you've if you've ever linked a playstation with your epic account yeah you cannot remove that like if you remove your if you say oh i'm gonna unlink my playstation it still won't log you yeah, in even on if Switch. you were like hey i'm okay with not having progression i'm okay with not having anything i've bought over there yep. just let me use the same account for uh switch or xbox no yeah so like for people who play on PC, right? Who are like, oh man, I play on PC, and it's like they one time logged in on their on a PlayStation, like their friend's PlayStation or like whatever, just so they could play with a friend, and then they buy a Switch. They now can't play on Switch nope. and PC, and they've dumped however much money into it, and it's like, oh my goodness, just because I one time yeah. linked it to play on a PlayStation with a friend, no, you know, and that's like that's been the response, yeah, uh, you know. Um, Sony, I'm going to read the quote that Sony had. Um, They issued a response uh, to the BBC, and uh, they said, We're always open to hearing what the PlayStation community is interested in to enhance their gaming experience. With more than 80 million monthly active users on the PlayStation network, we've built a huge community of gamers who can play together on Fortnite and all online titles. We also offer Fortnite crossplay support with PC, Mac, iOS, and Android devices, expanding the opportunity for <laughs> Fortnite fans on PS4 to play with even more gamers on other platforms. Your eye roll could not have been even like any bigger there, Chris. <laughs> so, I just want to point out. <laughs> <laughs> I like discussions, as you know, John. This is the biggest non-answer I have ever seen in my entire life. It's like we're not even addressing the 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 the, the concern. We didn't answer any. That's question. not even the problem. They, yeah. they said, "Hey, we have hey, we have all these players. You can play with all these people. We have so many people on our platform." We're so big. We have all these many players, yeah. and we have even more. So you can play with other people on PC and mobile. Cool. No one was complaining about no one to play with. That wasn't the issue. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. 
I also love they try to spin it in a positive yeah. way. Like they say these things like, the, oh, here's the list of platforms you can play with. Well, so and, they recognize, and that expands the opportunity that yeah, you that. have here at PlayStation. That's the thing. Well, they recognize that it's a good thing, but not if you wanted to play <laughs> on your with Switch. someone on Switch. Yeah. It's it's a good thing. I mean, oh my gosh. It's, it's yeah. the, the literal worst response. <laughs> it's so tone deaf. I can't. I, I the first statement like we're always open to hearing what the PlayStation community is interested in to enhance their gaming experience. Yeah. It's, we it's like oh, we're you. interested to hearing these things. We just don't care. We're we're just we haven't yet to do anything about. It. We're not going to do anything about it. Um, then, so the the other thing about this is like in the beginning. Read the next line. What's the next line? <laughs> the the next line in that quote. Uh, let me see. I, j- I just pulled up. There we go. With more than 80 million monthly active users on PlayStation Network. Look how cool we, we are. We've built a community, huge community of gamers who can play together on Fortnite and all online titles. You're responding to us to... I mean, if this was in any other industry, this would be a scandal. Like, so if you're, you're responding to a scandal and you're boasting about how many people have bought your console... <laughs> Really? Yeah, what's funny is... It'd be the, like if someone died from drinking a Starbucks, so like, with 500 million cups of coffee sold every day, only one person... I mean, it's just like, I, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. Um, Nintendo. <laughs> like, there's been numerous responses. This oh, is a yeah. whole this is a whole big drama. Well, yeah, like, Major <laughs> Nelson's on stage as E3 talking about it. Reggie he, he walked is on, on the, stage talking about or on interviews talking about yeah, it. Yeah, Major Nelson, I think, walked onto the Facebook stage, like, for an interview with a Switch in oh, his yeah. hands. <laughs> Where he's like, yes, I'm playing on with another... And so, like, honestly, like, this is, this is a big thing. Nintendo has said, like, oh, we embrace working with the developer and enabling them to bring their vision to life. And whether it's Fortnite or that's the number of other games that we have cross-platform play on our console, from a developer standpoint, that's what we want to do. We want to work hard to bring them that life. What our competitors do is their decision to make. <laughs> we believe both uh, developer forward and fan forward is in the best interest of the game. Yeah. This is one of those issues where it's just like, um, I was listening to uh, one of the kind of funny podcasts or whatever. And so uh, Greg Miller was talking about, he's like, it looks, makes, makes Sony look scared. And it does. It makes them look yeah. scared of the Switch. I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me? Like, I'm sorry, but the fact that I play a Switch is not going to make me mm-hmm. not play the PlayStation. Um, it's completely different. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't yeah. I don't get it. The, well, and then like, and the fact that everyone else is playing nice, and there's one comp- like one yeah. person that is like, no, we don't want this. Like, we yeah. don't want this at all. Well, it, like, I don't get it. Well, and like, so like, it's it's been an issue before with like Rocket League and and Minecraft is walled off. Yeah, Minecraft, Xbox, and Nintendo released yeah. like a trailer today, like a combined trailer where it had like for Minecraft saying, well, like, it launched today, I think. Yeah. The the play together the, better together uh-huh. update or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then like so, there's an Xbox player playing with someone on Switch, mm-hmm. sitting right next to them, and it's like, oh Did my goodness, the, this is amazing. The Twitter conversation they had back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Like, was it Nintendo that, that said something first? Yeah, I think Nintendo it was. of America tweets out, "Hey, at Xbox, since we can play <laughs> together in Minecraft now, did you want to build something?" And then Xbox tweets back, "Our bodies are ready. What are we building?" And then Minecraft tweets, uh, "Well, since you two seem so lovey-dovey now, why not build something <laughs> like this? Have fun!" And it's a picture of a big heart. Yeah. And then uh, Xbox tweets. An achievement unlocked ambitious crossover event <laughs> and then uh nintendo tweets back let's be, uh let the building begin heart it's amazing it's great so like they're <laughs> they're hammering they, it home man they are just like 
running over Sony with a bus and backing up again and running over again and backing up again. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a weird backward. Like in in the, like 2018, like Crossplay was a thing last year where like yeah. the Rocket League developers were like, we could just flip a switch right now, right, and it can happen. Fortnite, well, Fortnite. I think, whenever it originally yes. launched, like it had crossplay for a while. Yeah, but like and, accidentally, quote oh, unquote. Oops. So they could just flip a switch between and, Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like you know, and while there are business realities that I'm sure that Sony executives are like you know there's there's people like going no we don't want this we, well we don't want to let people buy things on one platform somebody else's platform and then play with it on ours or vice versa or whatever but yeah. i don't know man it's it's those 80 million players that they've got over there are very upset um that are playing you know the the largest video game in the world well right i'm now. just lucky that i played fortnite on my xbox first because i mean because i have mm-hmm. both consoles yeah i'm lucky i played it, it, on my xbox first yeah and didn't link my main Epic account with my PlayStation because, like, they don't tell you up front, hey, if you link mm-hmm. this, you're never going to be able to unlink it. Yeah. Like, they don't tell you that. Yeah. And, and surprisingly, so- I actually think I downloaded Fortnite on my, my PlayStation before, like, I had downloaded it on my Xbox or whatever, you know? So, like, because I didn't download Fortnite until, like, this year or something. So, yeah. um, it's it's been... I don't know. It's it's a weird drama, man. This is an interesting one. We'll see if Sony like listens to people and goes, yeah, this is, this is fine, or at least like comes up with some sort of a solution. Because like the cross play isn't even necessarily the the biggest issue. Um, it's the the fact that like you once you've linked it, you can't unlink it. Your purchases are locked there. Yeah, I mean it's obviously like you know they're the market leader, so they're like hey. We don't need to do this yeah. to be able to play on our platform. That's true. Okay, cool. Well, then we'll all play somewhere else. Like, that's the problem with yeah. it because it's, it's like if you're telling me that I cannot link my Switch, mm-hmm. and maybe they view that as a console, mm-hmm. but I view it as a, a mobile device. A handheld, yeah. I didn't. I can't remember the last time I played my Switch on my TV. It was actually I haven't played it on my television since New Year's because we played uh, yeah. we played one two Switch on my television. That was the last time I played Year's. with the Switch on TV. And like and that was you know so that was months ago. Before at this that point. it was Thanksgiving. And it's like while Nintendo <laughs> like their stats from last year, um, whenever there were only I mean there you know there are now like twenty million or thirty million uh, like switches out there in the world yeah. between 20 and 30 million and so like who knows how people are using it now but like last year around like christmas time they released the the data and it was like oh you know 53 percent are using it in exclusive handheld and then the other 49 are like you know using exclusively television and then there's like a chunk of people that like overlap there both. somewhat um but overall like it's it is a majority handheld device uh in that case but not like not by much but we'll see like if they release those stats this year yeah what they consider so like thing. if i had a, you know i have both consoles if i have a switch and if i had a choice at this point like if if i hadn't played it if i had only played on my well i can't do it if i if i was getting ready to play Fortnite for the first time yeah I'm like, well, obviously, I'm just going to play it on Xbox and Switch because I can play it on both. Yeah, or PC. Like, getting, literally anything can run this locked. game now. Well, if I played on PC, then I could potentially, like, link it to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got you. So I'm just saying, like, the, the two places I want to play it, Switch and a console, I'm yeah. going to pick the console that lets me play it with the Switch. Yeah. That's where, Sony, if, that's where Sony, the position Sony's putting themselves in. That's exactly right. And I was just saying, like, if you don't have, if you only have a PS4, a Switch, and then a laptop, you know, it's like you could probably play it on yeah, your laptop and then the Switch, but you might as well just play it on the Switch at that point. Yeah, if I if I really want to play it in two places, yeah, I'd probably do the same thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I would yeah, not. I, could, I would do whatever lets me play it on the Switch. Yep, I would not link. <laughs> I would not link my Sorry, PlayStation to this game. But the, the Switch is the defining factor in this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because, dude, 
It on Switch is really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I think it's still a better experience on console, especially Agreed. if you have like surround sound headphones and all kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but like on the go, I, I what I've. I mean, I, I love Fortnite on the go. I hate the mobile experience, mm-hmm. and so like this is great. Like I put in my stereo earbuds, yep. and I'm like, just as like, just close to as good. Yeah. You know, it's still just as fun. It really is just as fun. Um. So anyway. Yep. Uh, other news, moving on past that drama, uh, on to some more video game drama. Crackdown 3 loses its original co-developer and series creator is no longer on the project. So, yeah, this, this is weird. Let me just read this real quick. Yeah, we'll, it's a strange we'll story. a lot of st- stuff here. So this is from uh, VG247. Um, much has changed in the years since Crackdown 3 was first unveiled. Crackdown series creator Dave Jones was revealed to be the creative director on Crackdown 3 when the game was first announced in 2014. Back in 2014, man. Tech company Cloud, Cloud, sorry, excuse me, Cloudgine and developer Regent Games, which were both founded by Jones, led development on the game at one point. In fact, his cloud tech was said to be responsible for the impressive in-game destruction processing, of which was all handled server-side. So in the first initial like trailers, we saw all this crazy destruction. It was all on the Azure servers, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, things have changed dramatically since 2004. However, for one, Cloudgine is now part of Epic Games after the company acquired it this past January. Jones is also no longer with Regent Games and now works as Epic's cloud and esports strategist. Right now, Sumo Digital is the main developer of Crackdown 3, a detail Microsoft Studios head. Matt Booty confirmed to Polygon at E3. This casts doubt on the existence of the game's impressive destruction tech in today's game, which is later confirmed to be available only in multiplayer. For his part, Booty reiterated that the mode is still part of the package and promised to share more later this year. In the same interview, Microsoft Studios head wouldn't say if CloudGuide's tech, which Microsoft made a big deal of at the time, is still powering the physics-based destruction in multiplayer. He did, however, confirm that neither Dave Jones nor Regent Games are currently working on Crackdown. Instead, Sumo Digital is now Microsoft's main partner, um. Yeah, the rest of this is just fluff. So weird. Like, I don't, there's not a whole lot to say other than yeah. number one. I'm tired of hearing about this game. Agreed. I don't think this game is gonna be good when it comes out. Man. Like, it's because it can't be, can it? <laughs> well, it's, a, it's it sounds like a completely different vision. It just sounds like they were too far down the road mm-hmm. and had made too big of a deal out of it mm-hmm. to cancel it. Kind of like the Last Guardian. Only that went on for ten years. Yeah. Rather than what has it been five? Mm, yeah, five. It, it will, it will, it will be, be five, five since they announced when it, it. When it comes out. Yeah. If it comes out next year. Right. Um, There's so still that. It's not it's on that date with everything else. So yeah. my, my wonder is like, oh, did they purposely kind of put it there with like four or five other games to, to kind of like, it. oh, here, we're just going to bury this or we're going to delay it again out of that date and give it like that experience. Yeah, right now it's, it's funny. Right now I feel like there's like four developers, four different uh, publishers who are playing a game of chicken. Like, <laughs> they're all driving at each other. Yeah. And who's going to break neck speeds? Who's going to take a hard left turn first and uh, <laughs> delay their game in the uh, later 2019? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is, I mean, it's it, honestly, this doesn't make me either more excited about this thing or less excited about it. I'm literally just like, well, of course, this game is a drastically different game than it was in 2014 yeah. because, like, that's for a, lo- that's a long time. To be work developing a game and to, for it to be have like what is this the third delay technically yeah and so it's just like this is gonna be it's gonna be a weird one it's just funny it's, just, it's weird you know like the things that it, this is where I, number one this show is like number one stop don't don't announce your games that early yeah like in their development cycle because this is this is one of those things where it's like well you got into making it and it 
obviously didn't work the way you wanted it to. Right, right. And so um, there's that. Mm-hmm. And then two, if something's just a tech demo, you wanted to show off the power of your cloud mm-hmm. and maybe where it could go. Like I think they did it right whenever they remember when they showed off HoloLens a few years ago. Yeah, like hey, with Minecraft. Is, yeah, with Minecraft, this is a tech demo, and they were very clear on stage. This is a tech demo. This is mm-hmm. a, a, a game you're going to end up being able to purchase or whatever. But this is just showing what it can do. Right. Cool. That's what you should have done with Crackdown. Yeah. And I know that was there were different people in charge. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't Phil Spencer's ship at that time. Yep. And so, well, uh, if I remember correctly, like the Azure server for my, at Microsoft at the time, like was a big deal of well, like, oh man, we're gonna offload all this processing. Stuff. Yeah, that was part of the always online. Yeah. Debacle. It was. It was a mess back then. It was a mess back then. But you know, I don't know. It's just you. You know, you're like, hey, it doesn't make you care about. Anything. I don't care about this game at all. <laughs> I guess, like, that's the thing is, like, my excitement level is so neutral. I have no excitement level. So neutral that it's like, I'll try this game. I'm going to play this game whenever it comes out just to see what's up. I have no expectations for that. Exactly. So it's like, maybe that's a good thing? I don't know. Maybe they're, they're going to surprise us. Other good news that has happened this week, Chris. Inside and Limbo yes. are both finally coming to Nintendo Switch oh this my gosh. month. Dude, I'm going to play Limbo for, like, I think it's my fifth time. That's amazing. And uh, Inside for my second time. I've I've only played Inside once. Dude. Dude. Uh, I'm excited you, to play Inside. I haven't played either of these games. Yeah, yeah. Really. I mean, you need to play Limbo. Just get just read a guide. Yeah, yeah. You know, That's what's like, going to have to happen. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> like, no one's going to think less of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went through all of Bioshock Infinite with a guide. I mean, I wanted to get the whole story. That's fine. I yeah. mean, it, that's the thing is like, that's what I'm going to have to do. And honestly, like the switch, I have found that, Hey, for these types of experiences of yeah. like, you know, Hey, it's a puzzly kind of a thing yeah. or like a walking simulator or like some sort of like a story driven game, yeah. like games that I normally would never have thought to be like, yeah, I've heard this is an amazing game, yeah. but I don't want to play it whenever I sit down in front of my big TV. Right. I want to yeah. play things that are big and destiny and you know, call of duty or like whatever. Yeah. And so, but on the switch, dude, I've been rocking, rocking the old puzzle games indie games all of this stuff and uh so we had a conversation like a week or so ago whenever the xbox sale was happening and li- or uh, inside was on mm, sale for yeah. 10 bucks right so like half off and uh on xbox on xbox yeah and i was like well i could buy it for 10 bucks on xbox but i honestly probably would rather play it on the switch like yeah, i'm like, more likely you, to you, play well, it. you said i won't play it probably on the xbox that is true i'm like well then don't buy it <laughs> <laughs> buying a game that you or uh yeah buying a game you won't play for cheap on one system yeah is not better than buying a game at full price on a game <laughs> a system you will play it on this is true chris this is true this is the math i, I had like to I have said it more eloquently i had to text. have you help me with that math that yeah. that, that was <laughs> i um you should play inside first okay um because they don't i mean they don't, they don't like relate no I okay mean, there are some parallels some people have drawn. Okay. But I don't like you don't have to have played Limo first. Cool. Because and this is why I say that, because inside I think it does a better job at teaching you the mechanics. Mm-hmm. I never got stuck. Okay. Um and I'm not saying that you know, you won't. I, I do. There was a couple of times whenever I was like, what do I do? Honestly, knowing me, I probably will get stuck, but it's okay because I'll just look it up. Yeah. There was, there was actually twice. I can think of two times and yeah. it, both times, I'm just going to give you this hint. Both times involved backtracking. Okay. Over what I just walked through. Interesting. Not, not, not far. Okay. But I just wasn't, there's, you're not moving to the right. Okay. Uh, so anyway, those, there was two times in there. But it does a way better job of like teaching you what to do. That's good. 
That's um, good. And so uh, then play Limbo. Okay. That. Limbo's, Limbo's a little like darker, I feel uh, like. It's definitely definitely darker what I played. I, I died a lot via a spider. Um, <laughs> and yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's coming on June 28th. I wonder, so. how, do they say how much they're going to be? It does not say how much they're going to be. I would imagine is they're going to be packaged together. I would imagine or they're full it... price. I, sometimes, like they have, like whenever, like they've had those like times where it's like, oh, here, buy these and you get these together. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there is going to be like a, a like three products where it's like, hey, this is one, this is the other, this is both. Yeah, I'd love if it was like you know even like five bucks off to buy both together or something. Yeah, I would. I would totally do that for sure. Um, other happy news, Chris Dwayne Johnson officially announces the Jumanji sequel. Yes. So yeah, that's that's happened. Super excited. He confirmed uh, via via Twitter or Instagram. Jumanji is one of my favorite movies of last year. It was a good movie, man. It was so really good. really good. It was that yeah. December hit, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, also uh, in the news this week, just a like quick throw out there. We have two games that are getting a Fortnite esque battle pass type thing. So Rocket League is getting their Rocket Pass. <laughs> And then uh, PUBG is going to get, what do they call theirs, a battle pass? Is that right? Yeah, the battle pass. Well, that's what the, isn't that what Fortnite's is called? Uh, Battle pass? They're both called battle pass? uh, Fortnite's battle pass. No, okay, this one's not called battle pass. This is the event pass. Okay. And it's like, that's. I was about to say, that that seems weird. Yeah, it's like, oh, man. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I I like the, we've talked about that in the past. Uh, I think we did a whole podcast about, like, the benefits of doing a free-to-play model with a battle pass kind of opt-in you know, progression system yeah. versus you know like paid DLC. So like go back and listen to that yeah. a few episodes ago. People were upset at PUBG because like they bought like they buy the game like technically you buy the yeah. game for thirty bucks or yeah. whatever, and then there's this battle pass on top of that, and so like it's I mean, but you still get to play the game even without the 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 event pass, right? But you know. Hmm. Rocket League, no backlash there. Rocket League is amazing, and it's a $20 game that you can buy like on sale for like 5 bucks a lot of times. Yeah. So nobody's really upset about that one. Plus, the Rocket League fan base is very, very cool um, well, with, that, with like, everything. So, you know, you think um, uh, the hubbub about microtransactions mm-hmm. like in the past year <laughs> and EA, like, you know, E3 making a big deal about how like, hey, Battlefront, Battlefield, like they're not going to have microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of stuff. Uh, I feel like this is an in, a good good in between. Yeah, where it's like, hey, you know what you're getting. Yeah, that's the best part about Battle Pass. Oh yeah, like you see visually what you're gonna get if you buy this and if you progress your character. Yep. And both of these have both said that that's exactly what you'll have. You'll yeah. like Rocket League's. Yeah, you'll be able to see every single item in this thing. So there's no loot boxes. There's no randomization. Exactly. Like you're not just gonna feed you know money into this like a slot machine. Right. Right. Which is has been the case, honestly, with Rocket League before, because they have the like yeah. random keys and things like that. Which so I, I mean, they're not getting rid of that, right? No, I don't so think so. They're still gonna have that. They're still gonna have some of that. But, but the best part about that is like that's more akin to like that's not like Destiny levels kind of stuff. That's yep. more like Overwatch style, right? Where like you earn them every tier, right? And all that kind of stuff. And I think they, like you can like the different tiers of, of whatever. Like think you can look at some of the odds too. So it's not like yeah, eh, you, don't, you can see you the know. odds and you can see what's potentially in there. Right. You know. Um. Another piece of last piece of gaming news that we have: Nintendo is, is permanently banning Switch users uh, who use illegal games um, from like they're banning them from their system. So no online play, no eShop or whatever. Like they just ban your account if you have a cartridge that you plug in that's that's uh, mm. illegal, uh, like a pirated copy of some game, yeah. or if you have a uh, of a file on your Switch that is yeah. not um, yeah. not not okay. <laughs> 
So don't download uh, anything illegal on your Switch. Don't do the whole like hacking thing that ha- happened. Like, there's a very like apparently like there's a very hardware level uh, hack that that switches have exploit, yeah um where it's like the nvidia chip can be exploited that way so it's literally like it's not even they can't fix it's not it patchable right yeah um and so yeah just don't do that and then connect it to the internet so if you're gonna do that just don't, they don't connect it to the internet then yeah well i mean yeah i mean there's, i mean that's the that's the thing like <laughs> might as well not do it then because yeah, like there's no reason there's no re- i mean if you do connect to the internet you yeah. can't connect and then if you don't connect to the internet you can't connect so right it's like, don't do it. Yeah. Just just don't do it, guys. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, and then the last piece of news that we had to this talk is about is... the third time you said the last piece of news. Is movie news. So the last was, <laughs> last was gaming news. Oh, gosh. And then okay. this, is, uh, this is movie news. Lucasfilm. There was the report earlier this week that Lucasfilm had, after the poor f- performance of Solo, a Star Wars story, yep. um, that they had put on hold yeah. all of their standalone uh, Star Wars story movies yeah. indefinitely. Um, and they have come out like Lucasfilm has come out with a response to this, and they say no. They say this. Uh, let me see. Let's, they didn't say that the specifically. Quote. They said they didn't say the Star Wars stories. Right. They said they have quote multiple spinoffs in active development, um, and so so standalone multiple movies. But they it's didn't like, say standalone. They didn't say standalone. Mm. Oh, you're right. Mm. So they they. Yep, you're right. Did they say? I think they said like they don't. They say it's different from Ryan Johnson's trilogy and yes. the guys from Game of Thrones trilogy. Correct. So, but like, I don't know. I want like so like I think both of those reports could be true. Yeah. Like I still think that they could never do a quote unquote a Star Wars story thing again. Yeah, and like that tagline, I've never really been like super into the whole a Star Wars story. Uh, as like Branding. a series. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like just a weird way to do it. Like I thought the solo logo looked weird with it in the bottom. Yeah. Um, and, and then honestly like rogue one also was very wordy with oh, all yeah. rogue of that. one, a star Wars story. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I mean, know. it doesn't need it. I mean, I think they, they want the, for marketing sake, I think they want like the word star Wars in there. True. Um, that's really all it is. I like my hot take on this is really just like the same thing I would have talked about with, like the original report is like Lucasfilm first. Number one, I'm okay with them trying to fix some things. Mm-hmm. They're in a scramble right now, and it's like I kind of understand it, but kind of don't. Yeah. It's like you you've released four movies since you know Force Awakens, right? Three of them have been good, big and financial successes. Sure. Yep. Not the same three that were good. No. Um, in terms of like the general consensus of right. fans, right? And the last one that wasn't. Uh, so you're saying out of three, four movies, one doesn't hit your financial targets, yeah? And you're gonna like fly off the handle, yeah? And it's like I also view it as like, man, it movies don't perform well pretty consistently, and maybe it's the whole idea. And I think we talked about this whenever we we discussed them uh disney buying fox right Mm -hmm. how i was like okay disney likes to make big bets and have big returns and if they don't see the big returns then the big bets matter more Mm -hmm. and so in this instance it's like solo very expensive movie to make probably didn't make the money back it's a really good movie everyone should go see it um but 
I don't know. Like it's, it, this is what we see whenever you have that as your kind of business model. And yeah. this is kind of where, what I'm always concerned about whenever you have big companies that make big bets, buying smaller kind of things that are very niche. Yeah. Um, like the, some of the movies that Fox makes. Um, so it's, it, I don't know. It's a, uh, this will be weird. Well, I'm like I'm okay, I'm honestly okay with them shaking up their plan. I think they yeah. do, they I think they've learned some hard lessons. Hopefully they've learned the lesson. But they've learned some hard lessons over the past few years in how chaotic their development of these movies has been. Mm-hmm. And I think like even, you know, like like just to call call them out like real quick, like so you had um Josh Trank got pulled from uh, what we thought was a Boba Fett movie may have been um, an early version of a Han Solo movie. Yeah. Then we add in uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, um, and uh, we end up having to pull them and putting in um, Ron Howard, okay, season's director. Which, let me just throw this out there, yeah. that was the right call. Definitely. Totally yeah. the right call. Well, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> Colin Trevorrow was supposed yeah. to do episode nine, mm-hmm. pulled him off. J.J. Abrams is back doing it again, mm-hmm. a more season's director. Mm-hmm. Um. You have, uh, I forget who, um, Gareth Edwards, who did Rogue One. He st- at least stayed through the movie through the whole time, but yeah. massive reshoots at the end yeah. um, that he didn't reshoot. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's kind of like the reverse. Like, it's, it's interesting how these directors, sometimes people come in and do reshoots and the original director gets the credit, and sometimes they don't. Like, in the case of Ron Howard, he's the director of, of Han Solo, yeah. even though a lot of that was shot by... Um, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Right. We kind of talked about that with Justice League last Justice year. Justice League. Yeah. You know? That's a, you know, that was. <laughs> that was like, it was, you know, it was in the. Joss Whedon did most of that movie. And, and Zack Snyder gets the director. And which, right. To be honest, if I was Joss Whedon, I'm like, I don't want my name on this. Well, in, in a lot of ways, I think in a lot of interviews, he literally said, I, this is, this is more his movie than mine. It's yeah. like, I'm just finishing what Zack Snyder still started. still pretty gross, as, as but like, whatever. You know. Yeah. Anyway, that's a different. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, so, like, I think that uh, um, their original plan seemed to be like, hey, let's give all these, like, I mean, honestly, unproven kind of directors, mm-hmm. they may have some cool, innovative ideas, and let's see what they do. Well, that didn't turn out very well. And, like, if I'm, if I'm, if, yeah. if I was sitting in the, the chair at Lucasfilm, I'd be like, okay, well, I like the stories that these guys told. I just don't like the execution. So, hey, we'll have people like Phil Lord and Christopher Miller write a script and someone like Ron Howard shoot it. Yeah. Or, you know, like, so you still get the innovative ideas yeah. with a more seasoned director who can adhere to your timelines. Yeah. You used to working with the studio. That was Josh Trank's problem. Um, Trevorrow, like, it's like, they need to they need to learn from all that yeah. so we can stop having such a chaotic development cycle on all these because it hurts their movies in the end. Right. And I think that part of, like, what fans like hardcore fans like you mentioned that hey you know the 50 50 kind of or you know whatever reception to uh last jedi like that could have played into this that's totally true like the poor performance of solo yeah that's totally true at the, at the same time like the fact that like lots of the hardcore like fans of star wars know about all of the director switches yeah. with the solo film and know about all of this stuff going on down the line and so they're even more hesitant you know because it's like well yeah. the last movie i was like kind of 50 50 on like so 50 percent of the people and then you have like the overlap of people who are like this movie was very troubled through uh, through the production process yeah and so they're just not willing to put their money down for it but at the same time like the last director that 
they've like last two directors that they've hired for one of the movies for the Star Wars movies and announced was Ron Howard and JJ Abrams. Yeah. And so like part of me is like I think you're right where it's like I think they are like learning from this where it's like okay, yeah. we need a big name to pick up this this mess that that is here and make it good. Yeah. That's Ron Howard. And then it's like okay, well we need someone that is tried true, the fans love it. Who are we going to get for for episode 9? J.J. Abrams, finish what you started, you know? Yeah. And so, like, those are the two calls where I'm like, okay, seems like we're getting back on this thing. Yeah. And Marvel movies have been somewhat similar in that they'll take, like, an, a relatively unproven, you know, director where they have, like, oh, you've done really well with, like, mid middle-budget movies. Here's an uber-budget for a movie. Go do your thing, right? And they've yeah. had monetary success with it but maybe not mostly the creative side of it hasn't been well, like, like as as like the fans are like well yeah the Ant difference there, could have been better the difference there like i think the one like the the i think the the ones that are now t like doing well the russo brothers i was not a fan of the first like few movies agreed did. with that yeah um and then like i think they they also took like different kinds of risks mm -hmm. like for the original thor i forget the director's name he was he had he did a bunch of period pieces before that like uh fan fantasy kind of like the, basically what Thor is without it being an Asgard you know yeah and so it's like we're like well you're used to the kind of genre that we're that we're working in we're wanting so we're gonna throw you in there like th that's a better bet than through pulling in you're pulling in the guys who made the Lego movie mm -hmm. that's their and and Twenty One Jump Street to make a Star Wars movie yeah. Well, at the same time, like even a more recent kind of a like a, a pull from from another one thing to another is uh, Thor Ragnarok was directed by Taika Waititi, um, who was relatively unproven before that as well. He did What We Do in the Shadows and uh, and like some the smaller things here and there. But it's like the, that's his style of movie is like, hey, right. it's really kind of a comedy esque yes. thing. It's just here's a gigantic budget to do your style of movie. And on. and that's where I think we get in like the difference between the franchises exists where like. Star Wars movies need to be certain things, mm -hmm. whereas Marvel movies, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. This can be this crazy, like, you know, space com buddy comedy yeah. that Thor Ragnarok is, and Ant-Man can be a caper, and uh, Captain America Winter Soldier can be a spy movie. Can like, attempt to be a spy attempt, movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Star Wars needs to be Star Wars. That's true, and it's like, in some ways, like, solo for me like it I, I think i mentioned in the review with Fultron that it's like hey solo is basically what i was looking for from a hey here's a caper movie but in the star wars universe yeah. right like yeah. it had equal parts of yeah. like the blend of star wars and like caper stuff yeah and that was great with me like that balance felt really good and so like in order to strike that balance you kind of have to have that like vision and that seasoned thing like i think in an right. interview with ron howard they asked him like oh you know you grew up with star wars he's like yeah i grew up with star wars he's like but i would never call myself like an encyclopedia of star wars knowledge he's like i'm not really the uber fan that you would have he's like what i did is i approached this as i want to tell a great story inside of this already established universe mm -hmm. here um that would fit naturally in there he's like because that's what i do with all of my other movies yeah. is i tell a great great story that fits naturally in the setting that it's supposed to be in. Right. And so it's like, that's the perfect kind of thing is like a seasoned director can look at this and say, here's what we, what we can't lose from the star Wars universe. And here's what I want to bring to it new. And then psh, put that together and you get something right. great. Um, I think JJ Abrams was able to capture that really well yeah. with, with the first movie too. And then I think the reason the last Jedi didn't resonate with 
A lot of people was because he did the opposite of that. A lot of it was in reaction to the, you know, some things about uh, Force Awakens. So it's it was, like, yeah, know. it will. It wasn't like, hey, what what do I need to keep? It was like, hey, what can I just like turn on? Instead? Yeah, what what don't I like? And we'll just twist it. Yeah, you know? I think um, we talked about that in the review too. Right, so, the twistiness. I, I, the one thing that like, I don't know that we'll ever be able to measure, and this is just kind of in general with anything, is. Sometimes we even like as fans create this like not even fans. It's like it's just it's just the fact that the internet exists. I think we create this like uh, self fulfilling prophecy almost, where it's like we don't think this movie is gonna be good. So, but then we go see it, and it was okay, but it's not great. So we tell everybody that, so then not as many people go see it, yeah. and then we don't go see it again because there's no, you know, like we just create the hype level is like just something. It's just hard to gauge that, yeah, and like maintain that if there's like bad hype going into it. True, and it's just it's hard to measure things like that, and it's and and like we'll never know the effects of. You know the the, the shakeups at the studio. We'll never really know what what the what the full effect. Like if they hadn't had any problems, would we have been more hyped? I don't know. Yeah. What was the what was the impact of like? I mean, there was I mean there was little literal like you can look up like hashtag boycott solo from like because people were upset about the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like what was the impact of I don't know. You yeah. just don't know what is the where, you know. I mean, and it's like I, I think I think Disney didn't put out a a trailer until like a month right, before. What right. was well, the impact of that? Yeah, I mean, they, the, the way they marketed it was very strange. In which I don't know. If, have we talked about that on the podcast yet? The which, marketing strategy. The marketing strategy for, for Solo. Yeah. What's funny, like I forget that Disney is also Marvel. Yeah. In that, like, okay, yeah, that totally makes sense. If I'm Disney, like, well, do I push Infinity War, mm-hmm. our biggest Marvel movie ever? Yep. Or do I? Spend a lot of time on Solo. Yeah. Well, obviously, I'm going to spend time on Infinity War. Of course. I mean, and the people, like, you think about, like, with Infinity War, you have all these individual movies that do, like, that do numbers, right? They don't do, like, they're not bad numbers right. as far as attendance goes or money goes or whatever, but they're not, like, uber numbers, right? But then you have Infinity War where you take all of the fans of these mm. individual movies that don't do uber numbers but do okay. And you know it's going to be huge. And it's going to be gigantic, right? Yeah. Whereas Star Wars is Star Wars regardless of whether it's, the mainline movies or like even like they've been trying to push the same yeah. way. Yeah. The same way they tried to push like rogue one at equal level that they pushed, uh, episode, like, you know, eight and yeah, seven. That's true, yeah. Rogue one had a lot of marketing. And so like in, in that case, like you just wonder like, man, is your expectation for these movies that they're going to all be the Uber thing? Or is your expectation that you're going to have, Hey, I'm going to be building a fan base with movie X, Y, Z, and then have the big Uber event, the episode, uh, seven, eight, nine. And so like, I just, it's depends on the expectation behind it too. And I think like even the, whatever executive that was weeks ago that we reported on, on the podcast that talked about, yeah, there's a lot to think about with this. And is like, there's three big movies that came out within weeks of each other, like a month of each other. Is that what this is? This is the last one. Yeah. Like if people run or like th- movies are expensive. You know, you go see uh, Deadpool, you go see uh, Infinity War, and then it's like, well, here's well, another then, movie that it's going to cost like forty yeah. bucks to go see. Or then time is a resource. I mean, you're, yeah, you're talking about. Well, Deadpool's not really. A, I wouldn't call that a family movie, but no. you know, like yeah, you, like similar you, nerddom genre, though. right? Like are genre. You, are you film. taking your you know your entire you know even if you have one one child. And you and your spouse and your child all go. I mean, yeah, that's going to end up being probably forty bucks yeah. of just tickets. Yeah, you know, like 
you're going to do that twice in a month. I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen. It's no. happened before. Yeah. But it, it definitely affects it, and it's just hard to know. It's a really complex thing. It's a complex scenario, and it's like, why not just like put this out in the and December the time slot like, whenever normal so was going to be? As a case discussion, based on the marketing alone, did you pre- like? Uh, let's use the movie Skyscraper mm-hmm. coming up as an example. Yeah, you can disagree with me, but to me, it feels like the studio has the studio that's putting that out has more faith in that movie than Lucasfilm did with Solo. Based on the number and the um, the amount of time spent on the trailers, yes and no at the same time because I feel like yes, it's it's a relatively unfair comparison because one's a, a new IP, like one of them sure. is not an established like Star Wars. We're talking is about marketing, marketing alone. And honestly, sometimes it feels like studios will put a lot of trailers in front of something like that they are like eh, may not be that great, but if we put it in front of enough people, they're gonna go like enough people are gonna go see it. I think the more that they so they because I've shown that that um, audiences respond better and like want to go see movies that they see more of. Mm-hmm. I think movies trailers that as they progress, if you see more and more of it, yes, yeah. Um, I just don't think that Lucasfilm like I didn't I didn't feel like Lucasfilm even cared about the solo. I had wondered that from whenever I didn't we feel like they really wanted me to go see it. From whenever we switched directors, like, I feel like that's the point where, like, the fan perception of this thing was, like, oh, no. You know, this is not where this is not going to go well, right? And honestly, whenever some of the cast was, like, uh, announced, like, people were, like, like lukewarm about this movie uh, whenever they started announcing things about it. Because, um, like, off the bat, everybody was like, a solo movie? Yeah, I'm going to go see a Han Solo movie. And then as soon as, like, all these details – and I feel like it got – the excitement level got lower and lower among the fan base – all the way up until release, and then it comes out, and it's like, oh, this is this is surprisingly well, really I, good. I think like my, I don't think Disney even tried to fix that. Yeah, like I mean, well, you know, you think about before the Last Jedi, like you would have like the, all the actors, like they'd be on Conan, and they'd be on like all these late night talk shows. I saw no one. Yeah, from Solo. I think like the, the more fair comparison would be to Rogue One, but again, they pitched they Rogue on One as if it yeah. was like a mainline movie. Like and this maybe is... I mean we do know that Rogue One didn't perform like it. It performed at a lower level mm-hmm. um, than n- nothing's going to touch the Force Awakens again. I'm sorry, no. it's just not. Yeah, um, but it performed at a lower level than than they their expectations. So maybe they were like, hey, we're not going to pour as much marketing into this stuff as as we did with that. Yeah, and it could also be a thing where they're looking at the numbers and they're saying, okay. We've already like spent a lot of money on this this film in reshoots, and we've spent a lot of like basically if you have a a budget of like this much money, and we used this much of it to make the movie, and now we have like we only have this much left for marketing. Where it's like, hey, if you yeah, want to do these reshoots, we're not gonna have as much money to market this thing. Maybe. I mean, I, there's a lot of factors that could be at play here. This is all hypothesis, but I really do think that placing it a month after Infinity War, whenever Infinity War was still like yeah. being talked about uh, like it's the biggest thing in the world because it was. Yeah. Um, it's just not a good idea to release any movie in that time slot. The, one, the, the thing that's, that's going to tell us what happened is going to be... Jason if, Schreier? No. Oh, I love reading his stuff. If, if episode nine comes out yeah. and underperforms, then, we can, that, then you trace it back to, well... They don't like the direction. Like fans do not like the direction of Star Wars. Yeah. At this point, it's interesting because like you look at the numbers, um, and you have like in Force Awakens, 
gigantic numbers. Yeah. Um, Rogue One, lower numbers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, Last Jedi. We jumped not back up to Force Wagon's numbers. Not back up to those numbers, but still pretty big. And then now we're the the lowest. Yeah. And so, like you said, like you if you have this trending downwards thing and you have a couple of anomalies here and there, um, I think that's where, where it is. But again, I'm just concerned that Disney only likes to make the big bets. I would rather them like, hey, you know, let's 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 get some of this like let's get our our Ant Man's going here for in the Star Wars universe, or yeah. let's get our you know Thor Ragnarok's going here. Which is in the, fine. In, in I the think universe. you know the reason that the reason that Marvel succeeds is because they have a master plan for all this, and like you don't think for a second like I'm not I'm I'm not that excited for Ant Man and the Wasp, but I'll, I'll go see it, and I'm not gonna throw a fit if it's not a like a ten out of ten. Yeah, because. I know in the grand scheme of things, like it's just one of the movies. And Whereas, we're building like, towards something. And it can be it can be its own thing. It can be unique and fun and Right. We're like that's where that's where Star Wars has not done a good job of like mapping out any kind of direction. Even yeah. for like a trilogy, you know? Yeah. <sighs> that's what it feels like anyway, from the outside looking in. No, that's what happened. Like uh, what's funny is the Star Wars like the Star Wars story group, like, is um, supposed, like, should be that. Yeah. But they're more of a rubber stamp. Hey, this doesn't conflict with anything else. Yeah. Like, so go you, ahead and do you've it. got the art okay. It's like, <sighs> and like, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right because you have those reports of like, you know, whenever people have asked uh, Ryan Johnson about, like, hey, you know, did you talk to, uh, you know, did J.J. Abrams have anything to say to you about anything, you know, moving into this? He's like, no. He's yeah. like, he, you know, he said it in his mind, like, he, he, I think he said something like JJ had in mind who he was thinking that like somebody is in this, but, or what happens next in this, but he didn't tell me that. And it's like, Oh man. <laughs> and obviously he didn't ask either. So it's like, no, you know, it's, like, just, <sighs> it's and, and I don't know that you would want to, if you were in that position, but uh, I would want to, I, I would if, too. If I mean, you're good night, anyway, you're getting handed the force awakens. Yeah. After the force awakens, I'm going to be like, Hey man, where do you want this to go? <laughs> what are we uh, What are we doing here? It's either that or I'm putting a polar bear in here. <laughs> polar bear spinning a wheel, moving the island. <laughs> Literally the island. Yes, th- that island. Dude, what if Luke's island, what if Octo, whatever it's called, what if that had been the island from Lost? And what if a polar bear was down there moving the island every once in a while? That would be just, amazing. Whoosh, whoosh, and that's why they needed the map in Force Awakens to and find Ray it. And had gone inside that mirror cave. And there had been somebody just down there pushing a button. I was about to say, there's a there's a long haired gentleman, long haired gentleman with uh, pushing a button down there every uh, however many minutes it was. Was that Desmond down there? Yeah, it was Desmond. I need to rewatch that series. That was one of the most fantastic things. Like, because like you're like, who is this guy? And he turns out to be like one of the coolest characters. Oh yeah, Desmond was great. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we're way off course. I didn't think this discussion would take this long. No, me neither. We're well well into this episode already. So it is four minutes to midnight. Yep. It's very late. That's the news. <laughs> Jurassic World. Yes. Fallen Kingdom. Yep. Nailed the, the title. I, um, so, yeah. So, we're going to do spoiler for you for a second, and then we'll do some spoilers. Yep. Um, I think if you're a fan of Jurassic, the Jurassic universe. Yep. Definitely go see it. Yeah. I want to warn people. This is a very, like, uh, 
I don't know how to describe it, really. Scary slash violent movie. This is the, like, the most, like, I don't know. Like, how would you describe it? This is the most, like, that level it's been so, ever. Okay, so rewinding off of that, the original movie, I would identify as, like, in two parts. Like, yeah. the original Jurassic Park movie, I would identify as, like, the Spielberg-esque, like, Let's, you know, this is wonder and amazement, right? And, and some horror and excitement in that, right? Yeah. And then it goes straight into horror, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty scary. It's, it's really tense. It's very, very, like, thriller, horror kind of-esque vibes with, with the Velociraptors, right? This is, like, both of those things simultaneously. It's never like we have a hard flip, but it's like we are constantly in this fearful, yeah. intense moments, right? Throughout yeah. the entire movie. And... But also combined with the wonder of it all, I'll take exception there. But yes, okay. I, like I just want to preface it with like if you're going with your kid, yeah, this is a scary movie. You were just, saying that the kid next to you was very, oh, yeah. very scared. I, like if they had actually shown blood, like if this was not a, it, I, I, it kind of amazes me that this is a PG-13 movie because if there had been blood, like it just seems like there should be like a lot more blood. It was, I would say it's gory, but there was no blood. Yeah, that's what, I guess that's how I'm going to describe it. It's gory, gory without with there no being blood. no any gore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's similar to graphic. Like, I'll call it graphic. Graphic is a good word for it. Um, graphic violence. Definitely some of the, like that Hitchcock kind of like where it's like, ooh, this is violent, and it's like you perceive it to be very, very viscerally violent. Yeah, but it's but like, it but there is no blood. It doesn't look like it visually. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um. But yeah, if you're a fan of the of the original movies, definitely go see it. Like, yeah, um, it uh, expands on the universe. I think the dinosaurs are cool. Yeah, um, the island is cool. Um, I think it's like I very much enjoy a lot of this movie. In fact, yeah. I like a lot of things about it better than I liked a, the Jurassic World. Like the the what I will consider like the first one in this branch of the yeah. series. Yeah. Um, and like I, so I mean, along those lines, like I definitely enjoyed the entirety of this film. Yeah. So I mean, it's I thought, I thought the acting was pretty good. Yeah. Um, the visuals, obviously, music. I, I was not really impressed with the music. Like, there, were there was only, like only twice I heard a, any theme, recognizable theme. Yeah, one of them was a very cool use of it and yeah, a, a sure. twist of it. But it's like they've done that before, that type of thing before. Yeah. Um, and so like it's, it's. Uh, I would agree with you that it's like there's very. Like there's those moments where it feels very like stock kind of yeah. like, oh, this is just intense music and this is like whatever. And so, yeah, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't super impressed with the music. I thought the, um, it has some really cool visuals. Um, Man, yeah. Like some great, great shots. Uh, acting was good. Um, it, there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie. Um, so it's kind of like, that's kind of where it departs from, um, yeah. Like, it, it, this feels more like if you watched um, The Lost World and, like, the other, the, the back two movies of the original Jurassic Park, it feels more like those. Yeah, there's there's a lot more like, hey, we're at, like, they're telling telling an action-oriented story. Yeah, it was, this is definitely a more, a, like, more of an action movie yeah. than the first one is. And, but it still maintains, you know, the same themes and the same, like, um, undertones of, like, um... Uh, as the other ones and it sets it up in, the, in some interesting ways like they, they do these kind of they do the exposition in some interesting ways I don't want to spoil yeah. anything and that's where like I feel, I feel like this film kind of breaks down is like I don't think they pull off what they're trying to do exactly well hmm. we can get into it here in a second 
Um, like I know what they're trying to do. They just don't do it in um, a an effective way. Hmm. Um, Interesting. I mean, yeah. like I. I guess maybe going into it, having those expectations, like I probably put, put like, I was like, Oh no, I get it. Like, cause I, like you said, like I understand what they were going for. Yeah. I don't think it was poorly delivered necessarily. I just think it was like, you know, it's just different from, for the franchise and in, in that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even saying for the franchise. Yeah. We can get, we need to do the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I say, go see this movie Yeah, again. Very intense. Yeah. It's um, intense. And if you want a fun time, go see this movie. Yeah. I mean, and, and, uh, and, yeah, that's very it's very cool. I don't I, regret I it. I like it. I like I said, there's things about this that I like very much more than I liked uh, Jurassic World. There, the pacing. The only thing I wanted to mention before we got to spoilers, no, yeah, yeah. there's some like it's it's definitely paced yes. in the first part of it, similar to like what you would anticipate a the like an older movie would be paced like. Yeah, which I actually liked. That's that was very the, cool. That's the part of the movie I liked. Yeah, yeah, I I will agree with you. Um, there because like that pacing like was like oh man this is very Spielberg-esque and a lot of the, some of the shots you're like oh man this is very Spielberg-esque yeah. where it's like has the whole like oh you can you can tell what this movie is trying to do from yeah. this shot yeah. you know those big like those big moment yeah. shots um, you know like the iconic E.T. flying across the thing you know, it's, it's like those types of things yeah <laughs> alright Chris we're gonna spoil this thing yeah and uh, the, the the raptors are coming to get us, and so we better spoil this thing before they come to... I don't know what I'm talking All about, right. Chris. I'm just trying to be <laughs> in-universe here as the timer winds down. We're going to spoil this in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. The dinosaurs are loose in America. <laughs> yep. The continental... USA or America? Like it's just the Americas because it's like what's stopping them from going to going to Canada? Well, they can go to Canada. They can go to Mexico. Yeah, uh, like North and South America. The yeah. Americas. They're in the Americas. They're in that continent. Yeah, that's the continent where they are located. Yeah, and unless they find a way to to get across somewhere else, I know that's why. Like the the last line where he was like, "This is truly Jurassic World." I'm like, "Well, they're nowhere else. They're just like yeah." Well, okay. They're Hang in, on. They're in North America, maybe South America. We sold a bunch of them to other other oh, okay. uh, countries and other like terrorist groups and like you know. <laughs> there's we were selling Chris, Chris. We were selling dinosaurs left and right there for for about twenty minutes of this movie, and if that makes it sound exciting, that's because that's exactly how exciting it was during that second. I'm totally kidding. That's not <laughs> no. I was I was kind of like, what are we doing right now? What kind yeah. of movie is this? Yeah. It's like, if, if I mean, honestly, like whenever we sold the first one, I was like, okay, so we're setting up this room as like a location and a stage and it's like, this is cool. And then they didn't need any of the other things uh, between that and whenever they pulled out the amazing, like ridiculous genetic creation that they well, made. Well, they like, I don't know, man. Like there are so many things in the movie. Like for instance, the Russian guy, mm-hmm. why would we focus on him so much? Like we had a nice like shot. He and he introduced himself. He like bit on some animal. He was like real hardcore about getting that raptor. And did we even see him die? I don't. We, there was no payoff to that. No, no, no. I think the implication is like that's what they were trying to do. Is like, hey, he got away with some dinosaurs because he wanted at least two of the carnivores. Okay. And so they and they were immediately shipping them out, right? Like so, as sure. somebody would buy it, they would immediately it's send the truck. It's a way better way to do. I know what again. I know what they're yeah. trying to do. Yeah. So so uh, the, the my big issue. All they with, needed was a map on a screen, being like, "We're shipping them exactly, right now." Yes. And it's like, woo, you know, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Let's just redo this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you and me. <laughs> um, I'll put on a dinosaur suit. 
I mean, that sounds like the best, Chris. That sounds like this is. So, there was actually in our theater, like, or at, at that that oh, yeah, uh, that was. location, there was a uh, somebody with a T Rex <laughs> outfit on. It was great. Um, so the 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 issue with like the theme, like, they they hit at the beginning, at the end, they hit on this like, well, we should be responsible, responsibility, like our actions have consequences. The same kind of things that happen, um, but they don't do it in a way that it feels like. It feels like John Hammond's fault. Like it's like, and our actions here, uh, really, like they don't matter because no decisions were made. Really, it's like, well, we couldn't stop. There's no way for to stop them. Like this, no way to stop them from getting the the dinosaurs off the island, and then even letting them loose at the end was kind of just kind of like, well, this the girl just hit it, and it wasn't really like a, so it wasn't a collective decision. Hey, we're gonna save the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. Be- and like what's weird is they try to make us care about the dinosaurs right off the bat. And like, I care about them in terms of like, I think they're cool, mm-hmm. but not if you're releasing them and it's going to just, you know, yeah, go out and kill people. And you know, you're going to have a T-Rex grabbing cars off the, where was he? He ended up being somewhere. No, Ooh. he was in a zoo. He's at the zoo oh, roaring yeah. at the lion. Are you? So, <laughs> so in my mind, like, so, I'm right there with you. And I think that's where you're supposed to be with it. Like, I think like the majority of people will be right there with, uh, the two main characters of this movie, um, and not push the button, you know? And then, but then you have, but then you have this going back to the Island and trying to save them. Like, but I mean, they were going to relocate them from that Island to the other Island. Like that's part of like, you're right along this journey with them, similar to what you were right along with them in Jurassic world. You know, where it's like, oh, we're right along with these these people as they do this thing. And you kind of agree with the things as they come around to them, right? Um, and so, like, in this case, it's like, oh, yeah, don't push that button. And then somebody else pushes the button. And so it's like, ooh, I don't know what we just did. And it makes sense that she pushed the button to a certain degree. Um, and I thought that was a cool reveal. I thought that was a cool, like, through line Herbie that they had going on there. was a there. cool reveal. Right. The fact that she now somehow relates to the, to the dinosaurs makes no sense. Because I mean, she's a clone. What she says there at the end, where she's like, "I, like, I matter, and because I'm alive or whatever." And so it's like, "Hey, these these dinosaurs matter because they're alive and that sort of thing." And it's like, I get that. Um, I I totally got understood that and understood that why she would have done that. Um, I never really was not making that leap like, with her. Well, I mean, I, I, mean, I understand. I understand. I, kind of. Other than you just don't understand the consequences of your actions. You're literally like people are going to die. But she's literally like a tiny little kid. I don't know that she's been out of that house very often. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's the movie that I think does does this kind of thing better. Where we're talking about like responsibility, what we're doing. I think that like Planet of the Apes. Yes. Same theme. Yeah. Same point you're trying to make. But does yeah. it, but does it a lot better where it's like because like the whole like you know the speech at the end is like well we 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 can't put it all back in the box and we you know we say that in the first like Jurassic Park and all that kind of stuff and that's like yeah like in Planet of the Apes you can't put it back in the box mm-hmm. and uh, once you have an intelligent ape that's what you have and um, yeah whereas this feels still a li- like it's so contrived mm-hmm. because. The only reason that we have a dinosaur problem is because we created a dinosaur problem now. Like it's like it's not like one decision and it all gets out of control. It's like series after series after series after series of bad decisions. Right. And that's where I'm just like, this is just ridiculous. But so I think like 
in those ways, like I've always read like the original, like, and it, like you said, we got like, you get away from the main point of like Jurassic Park with like Jurassic Park, Lost World and Jurassic Park, like the two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this is where that squarely kind of sits where it's like, but that through line of like, Hey, you don't play God in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so in no matter what happens in this world, like every time and in this movie was full of small decisions of like somebody playing God or saying, I know that it should be like this or that it's going to happen like this, but I'm going to take this into my own hands and make it like this. And that's whenever all the bad things started happening. That's whenever like you get through enough of those and it's like, well, now, now there's just dinosaurs everywhere. Yeah. Well, and I, like, and the thing is, I understand that that's a, like a horror movie trope where the, you make a bad decision, but like in order to make the bad decisions feel realistic is you have to have your characters make good decisions too. That's true. Leading up to that. Yeah. And that's not the case anywhere here. I mean, and I guess like that's where it's it's frustrating to be on that ride with um, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, Chris, Pratt. Chris Pratt. Like, it's I don't I can't remember. I, their because, I know because they don't talk to each other. Right, I can't remember <laughs> the characters' movie. names. Um, but like it, that, that's what it's it's as a viewer, it's semi frustrating to be on that ride with them because like literally they they didn't really make the bad decisions. They were just there whenever the bad decisions were made yeah. and like were tricked whenever those bad decisions, you know, tricked them. And like they were just along for the ride, just like us trying to put the pieces back together. Right. And like, so I guess that's the frustration with some of the, like the way that it's presented is like you as a viewer are, are just along for the ride with them. And like they, they well, really the, aren't, aren't factors in what happens. Right. Well, that's why, like, that's another reason why that's another thing I don't like about it is like, you know, you look at Jurassic world and like they were act like he was, you know, Chris Price carry is figuring out, Hey, this, this uh, dinosaur is camouflaging is dangerous. Mm-hmm. We got out of the cage. We got to track it. We get like, they are doing things that are actively trying to work against the bad things that are happening. Yeah. This one's like, there's this can't do it. They, they save blue. That's the only real accomplishment that happens. And then they kill the dinosaur at the end. Unbelievably. <laughs> like that was just like, a huge like hike. How in the world did that work the way it did? You know, like I don't. It was just like they have no control. There's our protagonist had no like effect on the outcome. Yeah, and I think that's like that's the biggest critique I would have of the movie is like it, that it's some semi frustrating to watch in that in those instances. Yeah. Um, I I mean I, I liked the setup with the girl. Yeah, I liked the like John Hammond stuff and like I bringing love the that location in the too. Lo- yeah, I love the location. I wish we hadn't spent like the majority like I love the the island is just so interesting mm-hmm. and we're off the island in the first like what 30 minutes probably. Probably. Spend the rest like, of the time on a boat and definitely. the rest of the time in a mansion. And most of the time the the dinosaurs are caged up for most of that time. That's the other thing I'm like Ugh. Yeah. Well, once they finally get going, great. That's I mean, that's what I've been wanting the whole time. Right. Uh, there's that. There's that middle section there where you're like on the boat and then you know trying to save Blue and they're trying to give you context for that and like give yeah. you an emotional you know. Which that was awesome. Which that was really good. T Rex. Yeah. Whenever she's amazing. watching those videos, it was great. Oh, that was. Oh yeah. That, that was back fantastic. And forth, like between both locations, they yep. did that really well. Fantastic. Yeah. And then and then like there's a time between where the second act kind of like whenever you get to that. Our heroes are in the jail cell, yeah. and you get to the mansion, right? That yeah. there's, I feel like there's like a 
like a mini act there. Yeah. Like we're like, we're in the jail cell and we're having all this other stuff happen. All these people well, are arriving like to he, buy this well, stuff. That's where he kills her grandfather and all that kind of stuff. Right. But it's like, I don't think that, that necessarily, like it's like at that point, I'm just like, just get to the third act. Like, yeah. Just have everything go wrong. Like yeah. we, we've already set up, you know, you have the Chekhov's gun thing where it's like, oh, you know, right, right, right. Chekhov's like, oh, if you're going to hang a gun on a wall, you better fire it in act three. Like if you're going to hang a gun on a wall in, in act one and make a point about it, you better fire that gun in act three. Right. And it's like, we've set all the pieces we all know that this is going to go all wrong all sorts of weird wrong places yeah. let's just get there yeah. and it took us a long time to get there and that's the weird it took like, a long time to get spot, there and so. like the like even what i perceive is going wrong you know like it's kind of like was this worth the the huge setup i don't know hmm. like because the real wrong is now that they're loose in america like they're loose in the country yeah okay that's i mean sure they tore up a house mm mm-hmm. mhm and kicked around some terrorists. I'm not sure that the, that that I would. Yes, I think that that's what they were saying in the last like bit. But I think like the weaponization is the thing that I would say is like the real biggest. Like so, selling those dinosaurs to whoever was buying at that point. Like that's where I was like, okay, that's like where yeah, this well, is all th- like. Horror, yeah, they threw horrible. in that line whenever you know he was like, well, why are you selling that? This, this is weird too, because uh, it like kind of goes against everything else they've been doing. Uh, he was like. Um, why are you selling this? It's not ready yet. And he says, well, we can just make more. And he's like, well, so can they. Well, then why would you ever sell it? Yeah. Because if they can do the same thing, you're supposed to be the genius clone guy. Like, yeah. And I think like his thing was, he was going to try to like hype it up and sell it for even more later because, because like, once you get one out there, they're going to be able to do, you know, make duplicates. And so like, so fantastical. Yeah, it does. Like it does. I can believe that this one guy, the mastermind of the original Jurassic Park yeah. and the mastermind of Jurassic World mm-hmm. can make this militarized raptor that someone can just, oh, once you have one, you just easily clone it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. I mean, it does. I think, like, in the world that they are presenting to us, though, like, that's what they, I know, that's, that's. Oh, but they, they haven't set it up like that. Then he's not special anymore. Maybe, but like I mean, in in that intro segment with uh with what's his name in front of Congress, um, oh my goodness, I can't think, I can't remember his name. Jeff Goldblum, yes, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum in front of Congress there or whatever. Yeah. Like his whole speech there was about how like how this technology DNA technology is readily accessible to pretty much everybody, but it's like, you know, it's because it, once you let it out there, it'll. Proliferate yeah. just like it's just not a good. Else. It's not a consistent. Me- I, I, I understand again. I understand the message. Yeah. I get it. It's just not a consistent way of of presenting it. That's true. And they didn't really like go into like the actual like the fact that like in in the real world that we live in today, like you can get a you know get whatever the the, the gene editing so- like hardware or whatever for relatively inexpensive. Um, and so like it's it's yeah it's, it's weird, yes man. we can, but like we don't have like. You know, doesn't mean I if I buy it I can't clone clone at whatever I want. Right, that's right. What, that's my point. And I know? guess like that's the context of like, hey, you know, what's the? Uh, it, it makes sense that that would be the natural like, hey, you know, let's let's extrapolate this and make this into like the fantasy universe in which that we have dinosaurs on an island somewhere. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. But it's like they never made that connection for us. And like, I I, I get it. You know, yeah. it wasn't delivered in the best way possible. Of like, hey. This is a technology that everyone, you know, they almost just need to lay yeah. it in your laps at that point. Yeah. So, like, that, I guess it's just like, again, I think it was a fun movie. And I yeah. don't like, I mean, I don't dislike, like, I didn't dislike what they're trying to say. I just like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it was just sloppy. 
yeah. how you're how you're you're doing it. Um, uh, I think my the last thing I I would say like I love Chris Pratt. I think he's a fantastic actor. I love everything he's in. I wish that this had had more of him and his charm. Like the best parts of the movie, I thought were him. Like it was him and Bryce Dallas Howard, like getting the blood out of the uh, the T Rex. Mm-hmm. I liked the stuff at the beginning. Whenever that you know, like it was all the rest of we spent. I would love to know how much screen time we spend on everything else versus yeah. the main characters in this movie. The most compelling parts of this movie, you're right, were like Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt, like where you have like the, and the, the girl, the main, those main two. Yeah. And then it's like whenever you would flash back and it would be on the girl yeah. rather than on the villain. Yeah. You have like this villain and you're like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't mean, care about I guess him. I need, I need to know why you're doing this or like, I need to know how this is all happening. No, just, give, just give me a big villain reveal at the end. Yeah. I mean, a it, big monologue. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And like, that's, that's the, those are the weakest parts of it for me too. Um, and I was trying to think about like, Hey, in, in, Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. You have John Hammond, who is technically like the villain of that movie, but he's like, he's the unwitting villain. Yeah, he doesn't mean to do it. Right. And whereas in this one, you have somebody who's like, I never think that you're actually... Like I never, I never thought you were a good, good guy. Yeah. Like I never thought that you oh, had no, good intentions. Never. Well, well like Jurassic, not even, Jurassic not even, World, like they had good intentions. Yeah. It wasn't like there was that one guy who was like, you know, what we could do with these raptors. Right. Well, you I know? mean, in that one, it's like it's the same thing as like with like where it's okay, we've got a handle on all of the the dinosaurs being alive. Yeah. It's whenever they decide to you know to up the ante that they they lose control over it, where they try to like, oh, I want to like, I want to be God and create a new dinosaur. Yeah. You know? You know, and it's like that's whenever it, it all goes wrong. Well, like so. I think you know, if you look at both Jurassic Worlds, who they're really pointing at the villain is the doctor, like the the scientist who's creating these ultra mm-hmm. like uh, modified dinosaurs. He's mm-hmm. the like mastermind or whatever. Yeah, I mean, again, that's a weird way to present a villain. <laughs> it is a very strange way to present a villain. He still got away in this one. So that's like, I mean, it's kind of like you know, you think about Marvel and how they print like. Thanos was behind Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy, and that made sense. You know, like yeah. this guy, I don't, I don't even know what his motivations are. I don't, I don't understand what he, he is. He just evil for evil's sake? Does he want money? I don't know what he wants. Yeah, or is it just like, <laughs> oh, I'm just interested? You know, <laughs> what is he doing? See what happens. You know. Um, yeah, I just, I just make things. Well, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, that's kind of what the, what the Joker is. Well, He's just like, yeah, oh, let's just see what happens. True. Just watch the world burn. You he know? always had like, even in the Jurassic world, I think he had this kind of like crazy, like monologue whenever everything's mm-hmm. going wrong. And he's like, well, we have to save the work. We have to save the blah, 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 blah. blah. I'm like, why? What is your, what are you going to do with it? What is your, what is your yeah. end goal? Yeah. I mean, and then like. I'd understand if he was like, it's to bring about the Jurassic age. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, let's just, let's just go like full on, yeah, with it there, like complete villain. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'd be more okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Than what we had. <laughs> <laughs> let's just give him a mustache. Actually, Let I, him twirl like it that, all the that time. That sounds amazing. Let's. Just, well, I'm not not just with that, but like give him a, <laughs> give him this like he's he's this this deranged. I want to yeah. bring it back the you know like the age of the dinosaur for sure for sure. Um, the things I actually liked about this one better than Jurassic World was all of the like all the moments of like oh man this is pure horror 
where it's like there was like the horror like kind of elements of like it was oh, scarier, man, this, definitely than this thing's world. chasing us around and like yeah. and that because i feel like a lot of the horror was lost in somewhat of jurassic world between jurassic park and that movie whereas this one brought back and doubled down on yeah. that horror and yeah. so like that's kind of like what i what i missed about the uh the following two Jurassic Park movies, like so Jurassic Park two and you know that sort of thing. Like I missed that horror element whenever they became more like this is an action movie or this is like a more of a thriller rather than it being like the, the yeah. kind of horrifying they're being stalked and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, and I forget this director's name, but like that's what he's known for is like more like kind of horror movies. Um, and that yeah, was delivered I, I, very well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, and that's the like, man, I was like, he bit off that dude's arm. Yeah, we saw like, I don't know how many people bit in half, dude. Like, we had so many people. Like, I was like, for a minute there, like, whenever we hit the island, I was like, we have so many characters. Good what is night. like, what or what are we doing? We have so many characters, and we had that many characters, so that way they yeah. would be able to be like, so many people died, mowed through. Um, the other thing that I I have never like, I don't like about this movie. And I didn't like about Jurassic World in a way, and even more so probably with Jurassic World because it's more of a prominent thing. I just wish we could have a Jurassic movie without the single person who's like uh, dumb with it all, where it's like they're being shocked or like, oh, you know, like comically the, shocked. I know about everything that's happening like it was bryce dallas howard in the first one yeah in jurassic world and Which it's doesn't like make any sense because she's the one running the park it's like you know yeah exactly and so that was one of the biggest complaints i had with yeah. jurassic world was how like that how, it's like why is this still a thing and it's like this the, it's like the nerdy like tech guy this time right and it's like and in this one i was like why is this still a thing luckily it was only a thing for the first half of the movie yeah and then it was it was it was good from so there so both you know? him uh, they did not write him and the uh, the veterinarian like mm-hmm. uh, well for like the first third of this movie. The back yeah. half, I yeah. Would, well, he goes away completely. But then, yeah. like once she starts taking care of Blue, I'm like, okay, yeah. Like you're actually uh, acting in sane lines that are like normal yeah. human lines. Um, and they're the, consistent with the positions that, like, with the the situations that she's put in. Because even like she was like, you know, when they when they are. Um, when they're getting ready to go find Blue, yeah. she like you know like says some kind of like you know yeah. something to Chris Pratt. I'm like, you're like way too like bold right now with what you're actually going to do. Like you're trying to find a dinosaur. Like, yeah, this isn't like you're just walking down the block. And I think maybe calling the, for a lost dog. And it's like some of that like stems from the fact that like okay, the amazement factor or like the you know the, the kids I guess played that role a lot in in Jurassic Park like the original. Yeah, I'm just more like I think. And I just I just think that's an antiquated like storytelling trope in this universe and i'm well, like she wasn't amazed she was just like way too flippant about it yeah like, no, but, i think they just want a kitschy line yeah i see what you're saying that character yeah like i'm just talking about like that that whole like oh man i'm dumb and oh, i don't know what's guy. going on here or yeah. i'm like very scared and i'm like saying these one-liners to yeah. to release the tension or whatever like it's just a trope in in the jurassic movies and i'm just like oh, we don't need it anymore no this is like this is so not well, i thought the kids were fine cool. in the first draft yeah they part. were fine yeah. because of spielberg well that's kids you know like because like the, even the, yeah. the little girl's amazement at like you know the yeah. fact she would play down there with the uh, the fossils and stuff like that that yep. was like engaged. You understand that absolutely. But whenever you have a grown man, just like you know what you're getting into. Why are you even working with this group that's trying to save the dinosaurs if you don't like dinosaurs? Yeah, if you don't want the T Rex to be alive on the island, you know. And it's like and and again similarly in Jurassic World one, 
it was that that character was Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm yeah, like, I mean, I'm so the, happy not, we've not, moved on back on that. Not to the same extent, but no, no. But I, thought, I thought this was a worse like version of that. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, uh, I will say um, I think it's 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 funny. Like so, they shot they shoot a lot of this stuff same place they shoot Jumanji. We talked about that. Like they shoot on Hawaii, the same like farm ranch. Uh, it's funny that uh, there's a volcano there and like. There's actually like the volcano like erupting at, yeah. and I think like I think it was it was kind of like it was kind of cool because like um, I tend to do like deep dives like I whenever something happens I'm like oh, I'm going to learn all about the volcano on Hawaii so like you know yeah. a couple weeks ago or whatever I like spent like an afternoon on the weekend just like reading about the volcano in Hawaii and yeah, all yeah, the yeah. Well, what the history of it and when it you know is erupted and all this kind of stuff but. Man, that stuff looks cool. Mm-hmm. Like the lava looks yeah. cool. Like the, all the explosions coming out of the ground looked awesome. Yeah. Um, like it was just kind of like, wow, that was like visually amazing. Yeah. And I think like that is, that's nuts. And that's going to change things going forward with this franchise is that we won't be back on that island because we blew the island up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. And it's like, it's, it's like, whoa, that's interesting. And, I don't know. I don't know how what that does to the franchise. We'll find out. Like I don't know what they're gonna do here well, the because they've, with, they've they've again, like they said in this, they've opened the the Pandora's box here. You can't like un unopen this. Kind of like so. The thing was like I didn't see a lot of like pairs of these dinosaurs. Mm. So it's not like they're gonna make a lot of baby dinosaurs unless they like retcon that somehow. I'm like, oh, there actually were. Well, there was a couple of them, or a couple of baby dinosaurs, you know. Yeah, but I, I guess that's also the thing is like the, the number that we personally saw, and I guess we were under the car with the dude, but the number that we personally saw come out of the cages and get like, like dinosaurs. an exit, it was like two dozen, Yeah, you know? So I don't know. We'll, we'll see how many this actually is. We'll see what the effects are in the next movie, you would assume, yeah. um, because there's totally going to be another one. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, like they're, I mean, as long as it performs, they're going to do it. Um, but yeah, like I'm gonna miss the island too. Like that's probably the most engaging part of this movie was the stuff on the island because it's just cool to see dinosaurs in their natural habitat. Again, like, I preferred the horror stuff in the claustrophobic house that we yeah. had there. That that went from being fantastical whenever we were there during the daylight, and you're like, "This is all cool stuff," to being like a house of horrors when yeah, I just the don't sun think, went like, down. That, that's just like something like that could be anything. That could be any movie. That could be an alien. That could be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be dinosaurs. It's true. And it's so like, I'd rather see dinosaurs do but, dinosaur things. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's just something creepy about dinosaurs walking around in, <laughs> like, in a house where you're like, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, for sure. Yes. Like that dinosaur in her bedroom. It's oh, sca- my oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah, that, was, that was, oh gosh. That was scary. <sighs> they didn't set that up well either. So like in the first, you think about original Jurassic Park, they set up how like the tapping, mm-hmm. like how they, uh, raptors kind of like stalk their prey and like they're they they're fast and they're slow and like they'll you'll be looking at them and then they'll attack from the sides mm-hmm. you know all that stuff yeah this one they don't set any of that up and like all of a sudden he's just creeping around her bedroom yeah after like tearing through the rest of the house yeah I don't I mean I, I'm not saying that it was uh, that it was well set up. I'm saying it was a creepy. <laughs> it was still creepy and like I visually, agree. like dinosaurs in places where they shouldn't be. You're like, yeah. why? This is this is horrifying. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can we just right. can we just agree that Jurassic Park is a fantastic film? Yes. It's, and it's the best of all of them. Yep. And probably just, always will be. Always will be. 
Um, what do you rate this thing, Chris? Unless Steven Spielberg does another one. Although he did the second one, so no. I don't know, think that applies. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this a seven. Okay. Okay. I'll give it a little bit higher because I think I enjoyed it more than you. Um, and I'll give it an eight. Okay. I like it. Yeah. It's a median score of 7.5. That's good. I feel like that's a, that, that's, yeah. that sounds, sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Someday I'm gonna go back to all of our reviews, yeah. John, and uh, keep track of everything we've rated it's, and what it's and like what the median score yeah. is for everything like we've individual seen. and then median score. Yeah, that could be cool. That could be cool. Yeah. Boy, do I hate being right all the time. All right, what are we doing next week? Oh, that's a good question. I was gonna look before the show, but I totally did not. I feel like there's. I don't think there's a movie. Um, we might. Yeah, we might not be doing much then. I mean, Sicario 2 Soldado, Day of Soldado comes out. Yeah, there. I mean, I'm, I want to see that movie, but I don't think that's necessarily um, something our audience necessarily cares Yeah, I don't about. think we'll probably review it. I think we, did we even talk about that in our movie preview? No. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we might have mentioned that it existed, and it was, I think we mentioned it existed. Yeah. You were like, there's a, the Sicario sequel, yeah. and then that's how we found out it even happened. Oh. So. <laughs> that's hilarious. Live um, on air. Cool. Well, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some topics to talk about. Yeah, we need. We haven't reviewed a game in a long time. We haven't reviewed Maybe there's a like game. some kind of game we could review. Um, along with some other release dates that I found out about today, already announced. But look, the Bomb Chicken comes yeah, bomb out chicken in July. Awesome. I'm so excited. Octopath about that Traveler. Game. Octopath Traveler. I'm, like I'm super pumped for Octopath Traveler. It's, it looks awesome. There's a demo um, for I know, free I right need, now. I need to download it. It's literally the first three hours of the game oh, I hear. Nice. And so like that save data will transfer over. Yes. And Those are my all favorite of demos. So, yeah. So you can give it a shot for free right. on your Switch. Um, it's a you know, see if you I'm like it. Do it. Yeah. Um, that's perfect. Yeah. I have yet to play it. I have it downloaded now. But nice. This weekend, maybe. I wonder how big was the download? I don't know. That's a good question. So I need a, I need have a you gotten card. your memory nope. card yet? You need to do that. Did you order it? Nope. Oh, no. I need <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I feel man. Like I just fell right. down a tiny hole there. Yep. It's just, oh, no. Oh, no. You can find us online at staintargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250, and JohnWright777. And. Always online at stayintargetpodcast.com. Did I already say that? I think so. At stayintargetpod. There it is. That's the Twitter handle. Uh, Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, everyone. Shout it right now, wherever you're at. Uh huh. In class. Don't do that. At the bus. Nope. That's just weird. At at McDonald's. I have a rule in life (laughs) it's don't be weird. Um, I feel like I know sometimes you might have broken that. I mean, sure, definitely. <laughs> I just mean, if like, if you look around, like, what's the weird? Like, if I do this, is it is it weird? Yes. Okay, don't do it. <laughs> I don't know. You might be missing out on something, Chris. Sometimes no. No, no. there might be some things. Maybe. I, I mean, th- I feel like the first time somebody was like chewed gum. They probably were like, oh, okay, well, you know, is this, is this weird? Yeah, um, I'm gonna do it. I'm mainly talking about just interpersonal, like shouting in public places, yeah, whoever you're around. Shouting in any public place, like <laughs> anything really like abrupt, or anything, that's never a good idea. No, like I can't think of a single situation where it's like, oh, it, everything is calm. We're not like, like, it's not like everybody is shouting. We're not on the stock market floor, right? You know, um, and then you shout something like that's probably yeah. not not a thing. Yeah, not gonna not someone's not gonna, gonna go think, over well. Someone's gonna think you're hallucinating or something. Yeah, definitely not gonna go over well. Uh, that's it for this week. <laughs> this is a weird note to end this is on. A very strange podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty normal up till now. <laughs> and uh, just the outro just got the weird outro. at the outro. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.